Hey guys, it's Janie here. Um, this is a super impromptu live today. I have had two different people just in the last couple of hours ask me about mileage reimbursement or ask me about increasing their prices temporarily for a gas surcharge and neither one of them knew about mileage reimbursement. So I'm just going to lay it all out. Obviously, I am not in my usual thing here. So I am going to try and get you some information. Maybe you already know this. Maybe you don't. But we are going to just start at square one about mileage reimbursement and how you can use that in your company as a tax-free win-win for both you and your employees. Super big subject right now with the, of course, ridiculous gas increases. Um, of course, I'm bitching because we're, I think I just saw 488 here, but bless you people in California and on the West Coast, because uh, some of you are up to about 650 and you're going to be pushing $7 here pretty soon. So definitely a time to look at your profitability as that is starting to shrink for us. So um, also a huge situation if you're trying to retain your employees because they are feeling that pinch. And one thing that I have noticed um, with the gas increases, they might be only spending for an average vehicle, maybe an extra 10 cents per mile. But when they are filling up their tanks and it's over $100, it hurts no matter what. So um, if you were not aware of it, um, I think a lot of people are confused by this. People still kind of have the older mindset that your employees can deduct their own mileage. That went out the door back with the tax and jobs uh, cuts, tax and tax cuts and jobs act. Ooh, too many words, government. Tax cuts and jobs act of 2017. So starting in 2018, employees were no longer able to do that which really created a burden on the employer now to make sure that those employees were properly compensated for any mileage that they drive for your business. So this is how that breaks down. Uh, some of you might pay hourly, some of you might pay per visit. The main thing is you have to compensate your employees for all of their time working for you, which includes drive time. I know many of you say, well, I pay per visit and I have a 30 minute visit and it only takes five to 10 minutes for someone to get from one house to the other. You have to make sure counting that drive time that on an hourly basis, you are paying over minimum wage for your state. So hopefully all of you are aware of what your minimum wage is for your state. I don't wanna to get too far in the weeds here on this subject. But what you also have to consider is the amount of expense that your employees are having from driving their own personal vehicle. If you do not already reimburse mileage and for some reason your employees go to your State Department of Labor and say that they are not being compensated appropriately, the Department of Labor is going to look at your state's kind of um, base rate per mile to operate a vehicle. So, you know, when I look in my state's records, um, uh, it has like around a 28 cents a mile is what they say it costs on average to operate a ve vehicle in 
my state. I'm in Missouri. So, um, you know, what, what that means is you have to make sure that they are being compensated, at least that for the uh, mileage and the wear and tear on their vehicle. That is going to be really a different number for each state. Some states have um, higher insurance ratings. Um, you know, it's based on, of course, depreciation of the vehicle, your regular wear and tear on the vehicle. And then right now that number, of course, does have to take into account the cost of fuel to get that vehicle moving. So if you take the average amount that your employee is driving to get from house to house, and maybe that ends up being with your state's essential rate, $2 for a visit is on average what they're spending. And if they can show the Department of Labor that that expense that they are incurring to drive to do, do these visits puts their hourly rate less than minimum wage, then you're in deep doo-doo. So um, it is going to be a problem for you with the state because it will then show that you are paying below minimum wage. So bottom line of this, remember, if there's ever any question, the cost of operating that vehicle for your employee will be taken off of the hourly wage and you have to still be over minimum wage after that. So if you're close to the line, um, you need to really take that into consideration. So now on to the mileage compensation part. Just wanted to lay a little bit of that foundation of why you really need to pay attention to this. So um, if y'all haven't heard yet, the, uh, the IRS mileage rate has just been adjusted. Um, they have done this in years before. I forgot when the last one was. I'm thinking maybe 2011 or something like that, where they have changed it mid-year because of a huge change in gas prices. So the first half of this year through the end of this month, it's still at the 58 and a half cents per mile. And then it is going up four cents for the second half of the year. So starting July the 1st, you're going to see that 62 and a half cent. Uh, and that is the maximum IRS mileage rate. So um, this is something that a lot of people get confused on is the mileage rate. So you need to separate, first of all, yourself and your business from what your employees are compensated for mileage. So um, no matter what, there is that maximum mileage reimbursement rate. So let's just use the second half of the year and say 62 and a half cents just to keep things making sense right now. So when you are doing your taxes, of course, you're going to take that full reimbursement rate yourself. When you are paying employees a mileage reimbursement, you choose. You get to choose all the parameters of paying your employees a reimbursement rate. Uh, maybe you decide you want to uh, compensate them 20 cents per mile. Um, maybe you want to compensate 40 cents per mile. Maybe you want to do the entire 62 and a half cents per mile. Um, you just have to make sure you're still calculating and you're staying over minimum wage for the use of that vehicle along with their gas expenses. So it can be something that can vary. Right now, I'm increasing mine as gas is increasing to make sure I'm still compensating my employees and they're staying happy, even though they're about to have a heart attack at the pump every time they gas up. Um, so you just want to make sure that you are covering that base rate that you have to for minimum wage. 
The other thing is it does not have to be same across the board. I have some employees of mine that are hourly employees and they get straight mileage. So if they drove 200 miles during this pay period, they get compensated 200 miles uh, multiplied out times whatever their mileage rate is. I have some employees that are compensated um, up to six miles per visit. So you really can create this however you want to, a lot of flexibility. You can also have varying rates. You don't have to declare that um, all of my employees are getting compensated 40 cents a mile. You can have some that are 30, you can have some that are 60. Um, it, it doesn't make any difference. This can be merit-based. This is tip tip. Another way that you can give merit-based or compensation increases to your staff. This is a beautiful thing because this is tax-free people with one serious qualification. You do have to adopt an accountable plan through your business. So this can mean different things depending on your business structure. It can be very informal, or if you have an S-Corp as I do, you would want to um, develop a more formal written out accountable plan that you're going to adopt formally in your company and include in your corporate minutes. But that is a little bit more for a different time, right? So you want to make sure that you have the foundation set up. And um, there's a little more information on accountable plans after I'm done with this live. I'm going to post below just a link to actually the, um, the accountant firm that I use. They're based in Colorado. They are incredible for S corporations. If you do have one, just you know, putting in a plug there on the side. Uh, they are specialists really in, in S corps. And um, I have a link to just some description. They have education information about accountable plans for you. And then I'm also going to see about attaching a PDF. It is just a sample of um, a, a typical reimbursement plan that you can use if you're in paper format and you're going to have them track on paper. You're going to want to make sure that they do sign off, that they are following the rules to get their reimbursement for mileage. So a couple things I'll add down there in the bottom, but um, I am just having my phone blown up right now. So just want to make sure that I don't have anybody that's asking some other little questions here as they're watching. So you're going to want to have this accountable plan. The main things of this is they can get reimbursed for anything, of course, that is business use. Um, if they're going to the grocery store, that does not count. So they have to agree that it's specifically for business use. Um, you know, this could be running errands for you. This could be doing visits for you. This could be marketing for you. Anything that is business use. Um, it does have to be substantiated. So this can be done in several ways. It could be done on paper. Um, it could be an Excel spreadsheet that you have them fill in. We used to do it that way. Uh, you could have a software that will calculate mileage for you also. But it just has to be substantiated with the date, the number of business miles driven, and of course, what it was for. So in our case, when we have our employees substantiated, we literally have them put the last name of the client on there. So if we ever do need to have that god awful chat with the IRS, we can at least provide that for them and come up with the mileage tracking from that point. So um, 
that's a little bit about that substantiation. So it always has to be something that you do keep on file in case the IRS does inquire why you are giving up this mileage reimbursement. So um, you would have that covered and uh, the benefit to, I guess, everyone. How exactly is mileage reimbursement going to be a win-win? So with employees, of course, when you give them their paycheck, um, any of their wages are going to be, of course, um, you're going to have the, the tax on it. You're going to have your matching uh, FICA on there. Um, you are going to have, of course, with employees, workers' compensation on any wages. So your expenses start to add up there. I know in my situation, I have a pretty high workers' compensation rate right now. So I have to take in consideration a little over 18%. So for every $100 that I pay to an employee, it costs me $118 total. So the extra 18% on the top. I want to keep that number down as much as possible. So if I can keep the wages down that have to be taxed on, then it's going to benefit me because I don't have to pay that extra 18% in cost. It is also going to benefit the employee because if you think about it, the employee has to match the FICA. So that 7.65% that you have to pay as an employer, they also have to pay as an employee and they have to pay their federal tax and their state tax and any local tax if you have that also. So, you know, realize tax rate, you know, I mean, 22%, it just kind of depends on where you are in the tax rate. So wouldn't it be great to give them as much as possible that they don't have to be taxed on? On the flip side, isn't it great if you can get it to them where you're not taxed on it? That is the beauty of having the mileage reimbursement. The mileage when it is business use and substantiated and you have your records on it, you can give it to them tax-free and it is going to come to them tax-free. So you will not have your expenses and they will not lose money on their end either. So it truly is a huge win-win. Now, I know that there are some of you that have been super generous with your employees and you have um, been giving bonuses because you know the pressure that they're feeling right now on that. So, you know, let's say you've been giving them every month like $50 or something like that just to help them out at the pump. So think about like that $50. If you are just giving it to them in their wages, you are paying your payroll taxes. You are paying, um, uh, of course, your workers' compensation on that money. So, you know, in my case, it would be $50 a month, I guess, you know, half of my rate. It would cost me about an extra $9 in those expenses. Whereas on the employee end, they're having to pay their full taxes on that $50. If you instead have a mileage reimbursement situation like this, you're paying 50 instead of the 59 and they get the 50 in their pockets. It doesn't even go on their taxes. It is not going to be on their W-2 at the end of the year. It is literally money in their pocket. So it still goes through as an expense for you, a straight expense, and they don't have to pay anything extra on it. So I don't want to get too in the weeds here for you, but trust me, it is a great thing. So let's see, I do have a question 
from Tracy. Let's see, from Tracy. Okay. How do your employees track mileage? Do they do it from TTP? Okay. Yes, Tracy. So um, I do have time to pet. You know, some of you have time to pet. Some of you have other software. Some of you are on paper. Um, it's, you know, there's so many different ways you can do it. So, you know, depending on what software you have, you might have a mileage tracking feature. Um, in my case, uh, my employees just, uh, it's a setting that you turn on so they can do this in the first place. And you go ahead and have them start their mileage. Um, it's a bit manual. It does not GPS it or anything for you. So you just enter the starting mileage on the vehicle. They do all of their runs. And when they get back, you have them enter the finishing mileage. And then uh, TTP will calculate for you how many miles there are. When you get to payday, it will give you the full summary of, you know, all the days that they've worked and their total mileage. And you can kind of work with that however you need to. So hopefully that helps. Um, of course, those of you that are on paper, totally put it on a spreadsheet. It's very easy. Like a Google sheet would be wonderful because that can be a sheet that you share with your employee. They can fill it out as they go and it's a shared document and then you can pull it off when you need to. But what they would need to do on that spreadsheet is date of service, uh, starting mile, ending mile, and then how many miles were driven for business usage and then uh, substantiate it like I said, something like clients' last names, so you know the visits that they have done. So that's how you would do it in a paper format. So hopefully that helps with that question. Of course, if there are any other questions, let me know. Um, okay, there's another one. Do you drop the percentage that you're paying them now if you aren't paying them mileage and just doing a percentage of the visits? Um, Okay, so number one, I would try to talk you out of paying a percent of visit. Um, paying a percentage means that if you raise your rates for your clients, you're automatically giving your staff a raise and that takes the control away from you. It is a lot more beneficial to you to have your sitters paid on a flat compensation rate. So then you can choose based off of length of time they're with you or based off of merit, whether or not you're going to give them a raise in that way. So that is a side note. Um, we could totally do a whole number, a whole nother little video episode on that and compensation and the best way to do it. So, um, I would not recommend though. I think the basis of what you're asking is decreasing that amount in order to give them mileage reimbursement. That is huge. That is wonderful in a perfect world. I mean, if normally you give an employee uh, $10 per visit and, you know, gee, it'd be better for everybody to decrease that to nine and give them extra dollar or decrease it to eight and give them an extra $2 in mileage reimbursement. Um, that is great for numbers, but it would be a huge challenge to get your employees to understand how they're going to benefit from that. A lot of it is they're going to see that, wow, I'm getting paid less per visit. So yes, you can do that. It's going to be difficult to communicate the benefit of that tax-free mileage, but that is always a possibility. So, um, uh, but I would recommend, of course, that giving mileage reimbursement is something that you do going forward. You can actually use it as potentially kind of a raise. So, um, 
you know, in my case, I actually do that. I actually have mine tied to uh, tied to their metrics. So we have certain metrics that we have for employees that they are supposed to do on a regular basis for the company. I mean, some of this is making sure they are where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be, for how long they're supposed to be, uh, based off of our GPS within our system. And then also making sure they're keeping up with uh, company communications and education. So if they meet their KRAs each pay period, which is our key result areas that we hold them to, when they meet that, we actually double the mileage reimbursement that they are eligible for. So it does have um, uh, it does have an incentive basis to keeping up with everything they're supposed to do in the company. So it's just part of our company culture that we have built in. So hopefully that answers a few questions. Definitely encourage you to consider taking on an accountable plan and doing uh, the tax-free mileage reimbursement. That is going to hugely help your bottom line as you're moving forward. Additionally, is going to help your employees and be a big benefit. So look down at the bottom and I will get those two links posted here pretty soon for you. Uh, there is the link, of course, to the Accountable Plan Education through WCG. The second one I'm going to post is just a PDF of a sample paper version of reimbursing with an accountable plan. Very easy to fill out. You can also use it as just regular employee reimbursements. Say if you have a client who runs out of dog food, we always end up having those, right? And you have to run and pick something up and you need to reimburse your employee for that. So that was my impromptu blab for the day. Uh, let me know what y'all think. And if you have any other questions, have a good one.